dogs. Yeah, okay, let's do that. All right, welcome back to Dogs Off the Leash. We're here Ooh. for the SEC Championship Preview, a little bit of Roundup with Georgia Tech. It's me and Cheeto as always, and our special Chris. Yeah, our special guest, Chris. Here's our special, special Chris. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> but yeah, welcome back, y'all. How y'all doing? Doing good. Yeah, I'm doing great. Glad you guys have me on today. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, good having you, Chris. Yeah, uh, a good week thanks. coming up. Well, long time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, the season and, went uh, by pretty fast, so uh, kind of looking forward to. I know everybody's kind of. Thinking about this Alabama uh, matchup and do we have a chance and how, but I mean, I definitely want to kind of talk about uh, you know Georgia Tech a little bit before we jump before we jump too far ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought we you know we came out and handled business um, pretty much as we should have. We held their offense to passing. Obviously, the score was uh, pretty lopsided. Um, we played really good assignment football. What did you think, Cheeto? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I think it was, especially in the first half, just about a perfect game as you could have, a good way to send the seniors out. Uh, did a little bit of homework, uh, you know, before we hopped on here. That actually pushed the series 67-39-5. Um, shout out to Paul Johnson. Uh, you know, we had, what, 38-7 going into the, the half. We scored on all of our possessions. Defense played good against the run. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of challenge being that we got young guys, but I felt like overall Kirby really did his thing. Um, now, I know Chris, you know, is a Georgia, Georgia fan now, but, you know, you definitely had an affiliation with Tech. Uh, you know, coming in, you know, family ties and things like that, what was kind of your, you know, mindset, you know, whether it's during the game or you kind of have a special <laughs> a special relation to both sides. So, like, well, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I kind of expected you to throw me under the bus there like that, so. Uh, I had the, I had the answers prepared right down on the note cards for you, but no, it's a it's 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 a sweet victory for me, you know, uh, because there's those lines were drawn in the dirt the day that I decided that I accepted the offer to go to UGA. There you go. Uh, I heard it ooh, from my aunt ooh, and uncle. Oh, I grew up going to the games with them, and I, you know, honestly, I still root tech on if they're not playing the dogs, but. Uh, it was very easy. Uh, if you ever go to Athens, and just uh, I, I believe probably anybody can tell you just how easy it is a place to switch your loyalties over, yeah. Uh, so to say, and and you know I bleed red and black now. But um, I going into the game, you know, I thought they did really well. Uh, I actually uh, thought we were going to do this podcast before then, so I had my score picked out which I I was I was thinking it would probably end up being uh forty eight to thirty five. So forty eight thirty five. Um which I think what was it, forty five to twenty one? Yeah, forty five to so, twenty one ended up being Yeah, dogs dogs roll and that's that's what matters. But uh they the defense impressed me by you know, Monty Rice was out so that kinda can that was my biggest Big concern. Time. Mm-hmm. Was was that our our number one t- 
tackler was going to be out of the game and, you know, a game where you don't have much time to prepare for option offense like that. So it's always tricky, uh, fun to watch. But, uh, and also it's crazy too. Rice is second on the team with 59 tackles, even though he's missed three games this season. Um, so, but, you know, the, everyone that filled in for him, they did a great job. And I was really impressed, uh, not only by the defense, but like you said, the offense, that first half, that Jake Fromm just didn't miss. Uh, I think I think he really shined uh, very brightly in a, a rivalry game. You know, at home, uh, they dropped the last two at home, I believe, to Tech. I think we are at one of those, and that was pretty heartbreaking. But uh, I, I was all around very impressed with the defense and the offense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think we're uh, kind of seeing a tech program that is falling by the wayside. Um, and it's sad to say, in a lot of respects. I mean, I like to see a rivalry. You know, they got us two years ago, but just in general, this game doesn't really mean as much. It's more of like a spoiler game for tech year to year. So, any, you know, it'd be nice to see. Uh, I know. I, in a way, I'm. I'd be happy for Paul Johnson to be their coach for the next ten years. Uh, but mm-hmm. I know that this game is kind of tied to his legacy at this point, and Tech has become just a mediocre program at best. So we'll see what happens. Well, it's funny though too because all the the Tech fans that I know, for the most part, you know, they they know he's not going anywhere anytime soon, and he's. I mean, he's the most winning winningest coach that they've had in the history of their program. Uh, right. As funny as that sounds. So, uh, he's, I guess they're content with mediocrity over there. You know, it's funny that you say that because well, I've actually heard the same thing from Tech fans. Because, I mean, from a Georgia perspective, like, again, I'm like Keegan. Like, I, I would, I want Montana to watch him for three more years. Like, you see him now currently has the young guys playing well. So, uh, years down, years to come, I mean, it's looking good in our favor, but you know, give Paul Johnson his credit, too. I mean, they beat us the last two towns in Athens, I believe, before this game. And, you know, yeah, it's, I do his legacy. He's knocked us off more more times than I like to admit. Um, but, you know, does Georgia Tech go back to maybe, you know, the days of old where they're doing pro style? Does he continue to be there? Is it a money issue? Uh, I've heard these things. And then also shout out to uh, your observation on Monty Rice. Monty Rice uh, definitely a big piece, and I thought it was going to hurt us more that he was missing. Uh, but like you said, Kirby had um, – I'm never sure who exactly filled in, but they did They did very well. Um, need to check that out. But, yeah, good call and good observation on that. Absolutely. Yeah, so you guys think that with the way the game went, uh, that it actually, you know, will be a better preparer for Alabama coming up? I was kind of thinking about how, you know, anytime you got to play that option – uh, on defense, you know, you're playing a lot of heavy assignment football. And I feel like that just kind of sharpens the the motors, so to speak, you know, for looking into the backfield and making these reads. Uh, I'm kind of – I thought that was actually a good thing for our program moving forward, coming into this next week. What do you guys, what do you guys feel about that? It's kind of – you know, it's not like a, a heavy hitter game, so to speak. Uh yeah, as Cheetah would say, it's assignment football. So, um, I mean, Mel Tucker did a great job getting them ready for that one. Uh, and 
and the I, I think my biggest fear going into it was uh, well for the following game was just the way they block. I was worried that we'd come out with an injury or something mm-hmm. on the yeah. line there. So yeah, I, I think we we got away uh, <clears throat> pretty unscathed, and I think they hopefully, like you're saying, they learned a lot from the game. Just as far as assignment goes, uh, two can move around if he needs to, so somebody's always got to have uh, him locked in. So yeah, I would I would say I, I think that it's definitely a good a good uh, learning experience leading into. Uh, to a more mobile quarterback, but at the same time, you know, you might be, you're obviously going to be lacking those passing plays, but you are playing assignment football, so. Yeah, I want to. with anything, but I think they did a good job getting ready for it. I want to second that, and that uh, Georgia Tech is a unique offense, so we don't see much like this, uh, you know, outside of, you know, maybe when Auburn kind of did their little thing. But getting away healthy is big. Playing disciplined football, I think, is bigger. I think just getting the young guys to trust their keys and, you know, having to be sound will carry over into Alabama. Not so much, you know, the style, obviously, but maybe the tackling gets a little better and the discipline. And really at this point, I'll take anything we can get. The way Alabama's just looking right now, like, I'll I'll take anything I can get. So I I think we'll have some positives coming out. Will it be enough? Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. You know, good Georgia Tech's kind of got some mobile quarterbacks. And, you know, both of Alabama's uh, quarterbacks have that ability. Yeah, and they're going to run, run pass option quite a bit. So it's not the same, but it's you still got to cover your bases on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's kind of like when we play Georgia Tech, I mean, I just wish the game meant more. <laughs> like, I know it sounds, I mean, it means a lot being a rival, but – it's like they said this was one of the worst showouts for Tech fans in Sanford Stadium in a long, long time. And I think it has to do with how good we are, but also just how bad they are. And, the, you know, it's just like they, their, fan, their fan base really just doesn't care anymore. It's like they don't even talk trash before game or after. And like They won two years ago. So it's just kind of an interesting turn of events, you know, we really do run this state. It's not, you know, through the record, just psychologically. It's like mm-hmm. they're almost kind of battered and abused. <laughs> so it's just kind of yeah. Know. If you if you ask most Tech fans, they would they would rather beat us than than win the ACC championship Which and and play the play the upset to us and ruin our season more than you know it. They'd win the ACC championship. Oh, they love being so. the spoiler. That would make their season. And just to, you know, go over again, they're not a bad team. Again, this was the top. Obviously, their offense kind of dictates, dictates that. But the best rushing offense in the nation, I mean, it's still something to be said. But I think even they realize, like, we've, again, we've just kind of taken another step. And these are young guys. So, if they, again, if they, don't, if they don't take this one, when's the next time they're going to win, especially in Athens? So, I think their fans just kind of realize that. And there's no – Normally they could put up a fight, like maybe it goes fifty 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 to the rivalry. But I think this is right, the level. Yeah, yeah it's the same football engineering. <laughs> right, recruit, recruiting just won't be there in the future. Yeah, and especially with the way Kirby's got us recruiting all these five stars, like people 
people want to say it doesn't matter, but it really, really does whenever everyone on your team is a freak athlete from, from wherever they came from. Like all these guys are championship players and they're, they're playing guys that, that aren't. <laughs> yeah, it, it so, is what it is. Like, like he can say, uh, keep him yeah. saying, like, honestly, at the end of the day, there's still a bunch of hellas in it, engineers. And I mean, it is what it is. Like, you need to come down to the stadium, get some DevOps guys, come on through. But W is going to be tough to come by with the offense. But, um, you know, the season as a whole, we actually just came out uh, top four in the rankings. Not that it means anything because we have Alabama to play. But, you know, we finished the season 11-1, and I think most fans that aren't super, you know, drunk with power probably said, you know, 11-1 is probably the most reasonable, 10-2 underachieving, and then the 12-0, and 0, um, you know, being that pedestal. But obviously, you know, South Carolina was daunting at the time, and then LSU, we kind of know how the story went now. So, overall, what are your feelings on the season? Both of you guys, whoever wants to take a shot first, go ahead. I mean, I feel like, you know, coming in, this being Kirby's third year, to accomplish what he's accomplished up to this point, uh, we have to be really proud of where our program's at. I think that we have a ton of talented players, and uh, we won every game we should have won by long shot, which is something we always kind of, uh, just from, you know, from fan perspective, trying not to get too spoiled is something that we kind of missed out on on some of the Mark Rick days when mm-hmm. games would be way too close or a little. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right, I think we're in. Okay, cool. That was the yeah. craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that was like a quad zone, dude. Hearing, hearing you laughing, you're like, <laughs> and it like went on forever. Dude. Yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, uh, Keegan, you, where you left off will be fine, and I'll just send you both and we'll make it happen or whatever. Then what was I even saying, though? You were talking about how we shouldn't take 11 and 1 for granted because in the Mark Rick days, we oftentimes played down to the level of our opponents and lost or, you know, went to a big game and couldn't win those. Okay. How how do y'all think we've been doing? Like, do you want to go from where we were and finish it out, or do you want to, like, even start over? Do you think it's warranted, or are we good? If I anything, we could a- split two podcasts and just do a tech uh you know, post game, and then because I like where we're at, I think it'll be a good little segue into Alabama, and then we can. Just... Yeah, I was about to say this is this seems like a good uh, transition point where we were. Yeah, exactly. Like cause we we kind of covered, we're kind of done with tech, and then we're transitioning to how we've been doing this season, and then we can. Mm-hmm. I guess we can kind of keep that brief, and then transition into the upcoming Alabama game. Yeah, right. so let's. Let's just wrap up the season, go into your little Mark Rick thing again, let Chris get his piece. Uh, and then, like I said, we'll talk about how we had the Tigers. We ran through Tennessee, beat all our rivals, um, wrap that up, and then we'll start talking game plan for Bama, okay? 
Okay. Cool. So, yeah, so, like I was saying before, we went uh, down the Willy Wonka tunnel of bad reception, whatever that yeah. was. We, we, we tried to call each other after we uh, lost reception. It was, everyone's voice was echoing and she just laughing and I was saying with quibs like I was like, just trying to do say scary things with the triple <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was fun. Okay. It was a good time. But anyway, we're back. So yeah, like I was saying, we just uh, don't want to take you know what what we accomplished uh, you know for granted in the program. I know Kirby is the third year. And uh, really, you know, he's done everything we could have watered him more. Um, that game lost LSU. Um, we, you know, it just got away from us. Uh, you know, they pretty much handled us on all sides of the ball, and we made a plenty of mistakes to mm-hmm. help them out in doing that. So uh, we, we bounced back good from that. And uh, just going back to this uh, tech game, you know, it's just another example of, how we, you know, we came in with expectations to beat them pretty, pretty nicely, and that's exactly what we did. So, it's it's a it's a good feeling. Uh, obviously, we're still second diamond to Alabama, but we had that ahead of us this week. And uh, who knows? Maybe even if, if it's a, a triple overtime loss or something, we might still squeak in there. So, we'll just see how it plays out. But I think we have a really good chance of uh, of winning keeping it very competitive or even uh, winning by a couple of touchdowns if we play well and things go in our favor. So how do y'all feel about all that? For what it's worth, man, we just got ranked back in the top four. So, I mean, good to see that, even though we're about to play Alabama. Uh, again, that 11-1 and season, uh, which most people called, you know, if you're a little optimistic, 12-0. Uh, but, you know, LSU had something to say about that. And then we didn't have one of those smart break games to where we just lost the game that we weren't supposed to. And that could have easily been, you know, Kentucky or Florida this year. Uh, I mean, South Carolina. I, I really thought South Carolina might be that game, but, um, you know, uh, hindsight, 2020. So uh, it's kind of good to see that. Um, and then, you know, when any year you beat your rivals, that's a great year. Uh, Tech, Auburn, Florida, no no worries. We pretty much own the state of Tennessee. Uh, four teams from there that we won, and then – I mean, we had several Tigers. You know, we, we talked about kind of how we – the mindset was like Tiger Hunt. And LSU got us, but, you know, overall, um, you know, three and one. Middle Tennessee – no, that's Blue Raiders. Uh, excuse me, that's Tennessee. We got – who we have? We had Auburn Tigers, Kentucky Wildcats, uh, and then LSU. So, you know, strong season. Yeah. Strong season. With sophomores and freshmen being the bulk of our contributors, I'm happy. Chris, what, what was your take on the season? Um. Well, it really comes down to the the Alabama game for me. You know, I I think anytime you win the SEC East, you got to be happy with that result, especially sure. with such a young team. I mean, yeah. things are only looking up for the future, and Kirby Smart's expectations are already above what uh, Mark Ricks were ever, I believe, and and just his and just his third year. So, you know, that being said, Mark Rick's expectations were always a championship. Uh, he got us close a couple times, and Kirby Smarts, he's, he got us right on the front door last year. So this year, you know, if anything less, people will still consider it a step backwards whenever – Whenever all set, whenever it's all said and done, but 
you know, uh, me personally, I think it'd be better to look at it as a step forward because just the youth that we have on our team and the promise that we have going forward, this wasn't, I don't think we were supposed to really be in this situation this year. If we come out and we can do well, I mean, we, we really have a shot at beating Alabama. So, um, I think, I think not to downplay anything, but it's, we're exactly where everyone expected us to be. We're playing Alabama in the SEC championship and, you know, all the, all the, we're all in on Saturday. We'll find out what's going on. And, uh, if we do beat Bama, we may be the first team to have to beat them twice to, to try and win the national championship. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think, you know, if you look at the season in totality, yeah, it's always, you know, about the, the, you can always look at the letdown, like even of last year of not winning the national title, but to be in that so early in the perspective of being back in the SEC championship again this year with a good shot to beat Bam, I think perspective-wise, you got to be pretty proud of uh, where the program is standing and just, kind of acknowledge, just take a second to enjoy it because, you know, we, we've come this far. Uh, it, it feels good. Um, you know, Bama, the thing is, is we're not we're not going anywhere. So, this isn't a fluke. And uh, win or lose, we're going to be overtaking Bama before here long. So, that feels good. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's this year. <laughs> might be next year and you know and then we'll just be looking back so uh i think this is a, a good chance to take that next step but it would be i think uh since we're transitioning to this pregame conversation i think it would be a uh it would be kind of a leap um i think the odds are against us and while factors, but we also uh, have, you know, favorable outlooks coming into the games that are uh, going to end up panning out in our favor or have a very good likelihood of doing. So it's not like we're, you know, a huge underdog by any chance. We have what it takes to beat them. So that's what, that's like Chris was saying. I think that's what we got to do. So we'll see. She, uh, yeah. Uh, Matt, props to, um, you know, Kirby, for keeping us here in year three. I also want to give a little love to Mark Rick because this is kind of when, you know, once you're a kid for a while, you know, it's always like, you know, whatever team you root for is like, go, go Georgia. But, you know, starting in 03 and 05, those SEC championship uh, games is when I really kind of started taking it upon myself. So um, Mark Rick has brought us to this point. But I feel like uh, we could never sustain it or go beyond it. I, that was always Mark Rick, you know, 10 wins. Uh, you know, Georgia getting 10 wins and then they're done. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, being Hawaii, Sugar Bowl, all, all this other stuff. Like I remember it. I remember all this stuff and I loved it. But I think Kirby has a chance to not only take us past that point but sustain that. So, um, and if you want me to be honest, I've kind of wrestled with this as a Georgia fan. But seriously, if I have to, if I have to be 100% honest, 2018 is not going to be our year. And um, only because of our our, our youth. Our youth. Now, what you're saying, Keegan, that kind of bodes well for the future, but to expect a bunch of freshmen and sophomores to do it, 
Uh, I think it's asking a lot. Now, we did see Tua come in and do his thing, but, um, well, you know, only a few I mean, teams we can have, do that. We have Clemson and Bama, so. Sure. Sure. I mean, I was just going to say, I think we have some senior leadership. Like, we have some juniors and seniors that are in pivotal positions. So, I mean, you know, there's just a lot of variables and a lot of different matchups on the field. And I think that Georgia, like, you know, we kind of talked earlier about what would we say that we have, uh, you know, an advantage with our run offense. Uh, and they would have the advantage with their run defense. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think we have a great chance. Uh, But like you were saying, uh, going what we talked about earlier, there are things in our favor that we can exploit. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think it's not – if I were going to make a prediction, I'd say that it's an honest prediction with my heart. Um, I think that Bama wins a close game that isn't decided until the fourth quarter. Uh, but, you know, then just looking, and that's just like a, a likelihood scenario. Now, if so I look at just, you know, what Georgia has to win, and I do think they can win for sure, um, you know, it's, you know, we're going to have to be able to at least neutralize, uh, the, the feet of Tua and just, you know, be able to stop his big playability. No one's been able to do it. Um, you know, he's probably going to get a couple, but if we can just kind of, you know, interfere with that, you know, we got to affect the quarterback. Um, and that's, you know, we're going to that. Um, that might be the whole game. So we got to take this. I was going to say, we're definitely going to need uh, Jonathan Ledbetter to step up and be a leader this game. I think he's done a good job of, you're talking about leadership. Uh, yep. And DeAndre Baker as well. They're going to have to have some lights out. Yeah, Walker's going to be I mean, critical off the edge. Uh, and then DeAndre DeAndre in the backfield, too. Like, we're going to need everything. And then, uh, Keegan, we, we were talking about where does Georgia have, you know, as far as running offense, running defense, uh, running uh, off, passing defense, all, all that stuff. Where, where do you say that, you know, we kind of tip the scales or where do you give Georgia advantage versus Alabama? Yeah, I mean, I think that we have uh, – I don't really know if uh, at any position group that we have an overall advantage, but I think there are points and players that could tip and uh, end up, you know, and, and likewise with them. I think we're very comparable teams. I think they're equally as stacked as we are, if not more so in a couple of positions and vice versa. So, but in just the general sense of an advantage, I think that we have, uh, you know, a slightly better pass defense than them. I think that we have a slightly better uh, running attack and a slightly better uh, special team. Special team. Special teams as well, yeah. So, Rodrigo. I mean, I think those are our edges, absolutely. I mean, he played a big part of our uh, our game last year. And Georgia had every opportunity to beat Alabama and uh, – even at the end of the game, they met, Alabama missed that field goal. You know, they really had put themselves in a position to win the game at that point. So, we had our chances. And uh, Alabama was able to come back and beat them, beat us. And it's not like, you know, I just don't like how uh, a lot – I mean, you know, Tua obviously played a big part in that second half comeback for Alabama. But it wasn't like, you know, he was just the only player that uh, was doing it. You know, they, they all – 
contributed. They started running the ball better. You know, everything kind of loosened up, and yeah, he, he played a big part into it. So, you know, it is uh, every facet of the game is going to be important, just as any. But you know, it's not just about Tua; it's about special teams. And I think that, and uh, you know, just every other uh, position group, and Georgia has a lot of edges. So yeah, I think, yeah, which yeah. is which is why you you want to talk about edges because this is going to be a team game. Don't let anybody fool you. Don't let the hype get to you. So, again, I want to kind of talk about, you know, how – okay, so we, we talked – our running offense is probably going to have the advantage, our passing defense and special teams. Um, so, of those things, uh, Chris, how, how do you kind of feel like, you know, that can change the game or how do you feel like one of those three will affect the game or, if you know, if that's not the case, uh, what do you feel like is really going to be the big thing for Alabama or Georgia, you know, trying to get this win? So I find myself in this position quite often, I feel like. But um, starting the season now, I I thought we'd be where we're at and I thought we'd lose to Alabama. And I thought that all the way up until the last few games. Yep. And the last two or three games have just kind of made me feel like, you know, there's a, there's a good chance. There's a, there's a real chance. Uh, and – it's, you know, being a, a Georgia fan and a, uh, a fan of Atlanta sports, you try not to let yourself get your hopes up too high because we know what happens more often than not. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I think I think for us to win, what has to happen is yeah, we're, we're going to definitely have to control those edges, contain those big plays from Alabama, which is due. and it's going to sound really stereotypical of what you have to do to win a game, but we're going to have to get some turnovers in there as well. And uh, I think if we can do all that and we keep it close, we do have better special teams, and we have a hell of a kicker who got snubbed on the finalist award. But mm-hmm. uh, Rodrigo is, I believe, top two in the country for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top two in the SEC, top top three in the country, I'd say for sure. He's him, him and uh, LSU's kicker right up there with the rest of the country, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Especially just the, his, what he's done in the past, like you were saying, in last year's game, he made those some very clutch kicks. Uh, the Rose Ball, I will never forget that, that one he hit before halftime. I can't remember what it was, like 55 yards or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close, close to that. Gave us the momentum, you know, that that really carried over. Um, but once it's all said and done, the, the old the old saying stands: the the victor writes history. And I think Alabama at this point has the last three or four chapters in the McGraw Hill social studies book. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm ready. I'm more than ready to see some new chapters in there. I'm tired of learning about Alabama history the past past five or six years. Seriously, I man, I, I could not agree point. more with that. Could not agree more. Yeah. Uh, the Groza, man, I don't know what they're thinking with Rodrigo, but, you know, you know, so be it. Uh, you know, shout out to Atlanta as well, like you're saying. Atlanta's going to be packed. We've got Atlanta United, you know, doing their playoff thing. I think they're in New York this game around. But it should be a victory. And then hopefully a home playoff game here in Atlanta. Uh, Braves are making some noise. Then we got SEC championship, and then obviously a big game. I don't want to get you know 
<laughs> tagged for saying the name, but the big games in Atlanta. So um, it's going to be nice in Atlanta. Hopefully we can get something. We do. We got to have a championship out of this. Like, I don't care who it is. I mean, I do, but I, I don't. But like, come on, we got to have something, something, anything. How are you guys feeling about it? Oh, yeah, man. I'll, I'll probably break down in tears if it happens. <laughs> and uh, um, for for those for those of you listening as well, uh, I did see that this Saturday they're having the, the UGA alumni watch party at Sports and Social. Yeah, that's gonna uh, right there at SunTrust. And if you go to the uh, Hold on just a second. I'll tell you what the, the website is. It's his sponsor. It's alumni. Well, it's alumni.uga.edu. And if you go to the uh, the Atlanta chapter of that, then you'll get, you can use the promo code right now, uh, UGA alum champ, and that'll get you uh, free tickets in the door. And, I got four of them earlier, so. Look uh, at the kid coming on as a guest and providing for the people on the show. That that is true. That is true support of the fans that listen to our show. So if you guys are listening, I definitely want you to thank the man because it is going to be a good time. And, uh, you know, hopefully it ends with a win. Like like you're saying, I'm not sure if you're talking about United or or the Dogs, but I'm – Probably gonna shed a little tear if if we oh, win, yeah. but then again, like suck that back up because you know it may work out to where we got to play Alabama again. So again, if you guys like, oh, you ain't got no faith in our team. Like, if we win, if we win anything outside of an SEC championship this year, I'm just saying we're gonna have to earn it. And I just think it's it's a lot to ask for freshmen and sophomores, some who have been there, some who have not to. To take us there, so realistically, I'm thinking 2019 John. I hate saying that because everyone's like, "Oh, always next year," but like, really, really, like I try not to be optimistic for one section of a, a season. It's like, "Oh, maybe next year." Like, I, I think I think the future is for us. I just see a lot in the way right now, and not enough leadership. We do have leadership, like Keegan mentioned, but not enough that's really gonna. That's a tough road, man. Be Alabama twice, one time maybe. Yeah, I'll throw my hat in the ring, but twice. I don't know. So let's talk about that. So let's say, you know, we do the Alabama and SEC championship. Do you think that they are a lot, to, you know, to take yeah. that fourth spot? Yeah. Yeah. I do. So let's say Oklahoma blows out uh, Texas and Tua doesn't have a good game. And it looks like uh, Tyler Murray is you know, starting to look like that Heisman candidate after all. Uh, even though, you know, statistically he's been doing better than two in a lot of categories. Um, so take all that into consideration. You don't think Oklahoma – Go ahead and take a stab on that one because I've seen Oklahoma's defense, and I don't know anybody on that committee that's going to put them over in Alabama no matter what happens. Um, you know, some people feel that way. Um, me, not so much. What if it's a blowout? What if we just go in like there and – Beat them, you know, forty-four to twenty. Like you know, basically the same game as like the tech this weekend. What do you think, Chris? I'm gonna give that one to you. Ooh. Well, it, they, they deserve it, sure. but I, I, I hope they aren't. I would much rather, like Cheeto was saying, uh, 
I'll take a shootout with Oklahoma over playing Alabama twice. I, I, I mean, I don't know that – I don't know – I can't statistically back this up, but I want to say that nobody's in this situation has ever gone on to, to beat the team twice. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, – like, for with us with Auburn last year, for example, they exactly. beat us the regular season. We beat them SEC Championship. I think what was – I don't remember what year it was, but – uh, was it LSU, LSU and Alabama? And Alabama? Exactly. And it, they beat them, and then they well, lost to them. And the well, we would probably play. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't uh, think anybody else has beaten Alabama either. So, well, we don't know where the seed right. was going to fall. I'm just saying, if we if, if like, we were to if we were to lose and get in, Alabama's one and we're four. So guess who we got? We got Bama. If we were to win, it's probably going to be like a number two seed Georgia, number three seed Alabama. Guess who we got to play? It's not gonna happen. Like, so granted, an act of God. Well, I just—it's gonna be hard, dude. That's hard in any scenario. Well, it could be that uh, you know. I think it'd probably end up being one Clemson, two Notre Dame, three Georgia, four Bama. In which case, we would play Notre Dame. So, a man. That would. That yeah, would be ideal. That would be for sure. Yeah, ideally, yeah, that's, that's the good chance. You know, Clemson. Knocks off a, a Bama team, maybe. So. And then to beat a Clemson or Notre Dame, if, if we were to beat Bama and pull it off, and then they were to play Clemson or Notre Dame and have a bad game against them and be kind of, uh, you know, not come out of the gates full swinging, um, then that would be ideal. I mean, that would be amazing if we got to play Clemson. Now, that would be a that'd be hell of a gamble. And not a terrible gamble. Just don't put your mortgage on think, buddy. <laughs> I think we can win. I mean, I think we really can win. I think we can we can win by a couple of touchdowns if we, you know, we have the capability. It's just the thing is, is you know, will our playmakers make the plays? You know, we, overall, I think Bama has a deeper team. So it really comes down to our stars versus their stars, and I, I like our stars better. Like, that's the one thing that we could say. You know, we didn't win the national title that year, but we put Todd Gurley in the league, you know, and that guy's an MVP candidate. And that's what, you know, Georgia has done. You look at the NFL uh, layout, and Georgia has the highest paid combined uh, salaries of any school. You know, that's a true statistic. So, you know, that we have, have traditionally, is what I'm saying, is we've put in a lot of, Big playmakers, and at the end of the day, Bama's I think ball counts deeper on almost every position, like minus you know a couple. But we have some playmakers nonetheless. We have like some ballers, so hopefully they go out there and ball. And then I would just love to be drinking Alabama tears come Monday. I mean, that, that'd, really... that'd be great, man. And the way we should go into it is we're the SEC championship. We're the SEC champions. They're gonna have to come take it. And the way they're going to be thinking is we're the national championship or champions. You're going to have to come take it. So uh, we definitely have a chance. I, I really think so. Twice, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more hard-pressed. But, you know, now let's focus on the SEC championship game first. So um, what do we feel? And you can be realistic. You can you can go dogs on this one. No one's going to blame you. But let's get a, a score prediction. Hmm. All right. I'm going to say – I'm going to give you my go-dog score. I'm going to say – Georgia wins this game 
28. I'm going to go with Dogs as well. I like your score. Uh, I'm going to actually go, I'm going to think it's going go to the fourth, deep into the fourth, 28 all. Uh, I'm going to go Rodrigo for the field goal, 31-28. Dogs. <laughs> In regulation. No overtime. In regulation. In regulation. Mm, I love that. Chris, what do you got? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so pensive. Well, I got. I got to go with the dogs. Sure. Come on. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it's. Which Which type of game do you think we got more shot at? Defensive battle or a shootout? You got a Heisman mm-hmm. quarterback and another offense that's killing it. So I mean, you take you you take your best guess. I would say shootout. I'm gonna say thirty-two to thirty dogs. I like that too. I like that too. Cool. With SEC defense, it might stay in there. You know, high twenties, low thirties. Thirty-eight would be great with me. But you know, we, we've got to we've got to play a good game. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like I said, we can exploit them multiple places. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one. And then, then again, the reason we started this is well, we felt like these are the glory days. Um, so you know, let's let's try to enjoy it and treat it as such. And again, eleven and one season right now, that's that's more than a lot of teams can ask for. I think on the cake would be just just getting this one. They beat us so many times, like Yeah, exactly. But I want, I mean, the beauty of it is is like we're we're prepared for the worst, but we'll be happy if the best happens when we come out there and just tear them a new one. So hopefully that's what happens. <laughs> I agree. Looking forward to it, and uh, looking forward to watching it with you guys. Honestly, and uh, you guys who you know watch the game, you know, scream loud. I hope for the best, like Keegan said. And uh, you know, it's been a good show with you guys, Chris. I want to say thanks for having or coming on with us, man. It was a, it was a blast. Had fun poking a little tech fun at you. It's been a while, but uh, glad yeah, you're man. on. Glad you're on the uh, the good side now and moved from the dark side. So always a pleasure, man. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, thank well, you guys for having me. It's a good good talk and uh I look forward to listening back on it hopefully after a, a victory and seeing who score was the closest. Definitely, well, definitely. We all know it's probably gonna be mine. Or maybe it'll be like that uh Oklahoma or uh the uh, Texas A and M L S U game. Maybe. Oh we'll god, yeah, uh, two hundred point oh, game. Ten ten over time. Out of the box. Um, those coaches have uh, <laughs> torn clipboards and visors at this point. Why well, not? Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, anyway, hopefully it's like that. But uh, yeah, we'll see. That's the beauty. Yeah, hey, and Keegan, football. good to have you back as well. Uh, missed you for a couple of days, right. but it's good to have uh, the team back together and then a plus one. Uh, thank you all, all guys right. for tuning in with us as always. Absolutely. Well, I'll leave. Hey, I don't know. I'll leave.